Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Welcome to Parsha and Gemara. Um, this is Parshat Balak. Uh, this is our Torah is going to be in honor and the Refush Lema and, and hopefully the finding of all of those who are in this tragic uh, collapse of the building in Florida. May they all have a speedy recovery and may they, all those who are not found be found and, and healthy. So it's, uh, I, I, I'm sort of forcing this, but it's just one of my favorite teachings that I've ever heard. And I do try to internalize um, as much as I possibly can. This week's Parsha, Balak uh, tries to recruit Bilam, one of the most well-known prophets, non-Jewish prophets in Tanakh, uh, said to be on the same level as Moshe. And the stories that Balak tries to get, knowing that B'nai Israel has been so successful in beating all of these nations and in going through trying to get to the land of Israel, tries to sort of fight them on their own level and recruit Bilam to curse B'nai Israel. And after, you know, sending his messengers and giving him uh, money and all of these things to try and get him, he finally, he finally succeeds and brings Bilam. And even though this, this famous story of the talking donkey trying to prevent Bilam from coming. It doesn't happen. And, and, and Balak brings Bilam and tries to get him to curse B'nai Israel. Ultimately, the story ends with Bilam ending up um, giving, giving B'nai Israel a bracha instead of the curse because and it's a famous pasuk in which Bilam confesses and says, I, I told you this at the beginning, Balak, that I can't do anything Hashem doesn't want me to do. And ultimately, Hashem didn't want to curse B'nai Yisrael. He wanted them to be blessed. But one of the, my, my favorite teachings, and it's a teaching that I've known for a very, very long time, but it's a teaching, finally, I found the source. Um, I was once listening to a, a Dvar Torah by my, my rabbi in, in, in Yerushalayim, Rav Machlas, and he quotes the pasuk in, in this week's parsha, Bamidbar uh, Kav Gimel, uh, Pasuk Yud Gimel, chapter 23, Pasuk 13. It says, Vayomer lav balak. So what does this pasuk mean? Pollock is preparing Bilam to go curse them. So what does he do? He says, come with me to another place from which you can see them. And the pasuk says, You will only see a portion of them. You will not see all of them. And damn them from here, from there. Meaning, you're gonna, we're going to take you up into this mountain where you can only see a portion of B'nai Israel, only a portion of, of, of the people of Israel to curse them. And so my rabbi, Rav Machlas, asks a, a, an amazing question. He says, why Katsehu? Why is it that Balak brings him not to see all of, why doesn't he bring him to this mountain where he can see all of B'nai Israel? Why only a portion? And he quotes, uh, actually, my, my wife's, uh, my wife's previous rabbi, uh, Rabbi Schmidman Zatzal, who teaches a, a lesson that we learn when we're in, we're in grade one. And the word emet, the word truth in Hebrew, is aleph mem taf. And there's a lot of teachings about aleph mem taf. Each letter is has has two sort of stands, like an aleph and a mem and a taf, they all have two stands. So like picture them as, as like physical objects. If you put them down on a table, they would stay standing because they have two legs as opposed to the word sheker, which means falsity, doesn't have any stand, doesn't have any basis. So it will fall over. Again, if you picture sheker, the word as like a, as a, some type of a fig, figure that you would put on a, on a table would fall over. And truth has, so that's one teaching that we learned. But another teaching about 
truth about Emmet that we learned many, many years ago when we're all very young is that what is truth? Aleph, Mem, Taf. It's the beginning. Aleph is the first letter. Taf is the last letter of the, of the uh, Hebrew alphabet. And Mem is the middle. Aleph through Taf. And what Rabbi Shminman explains and what Rav Machas teaches is what is truth? What is Emmet? It's when you see the whole picture. Is when you see the whole picture of something. And, and he goes on to explain, and what I'd like to do is bring a Gemara. The Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin goes through the whole story of Bilam. And I'm only going to take, talk about a portion. And the Gemara talks about that supposedly Bilam, we know, was a very, very special prophet that was on the same level Moshe. And how do we know that? The Pasuk says that it says that, and he had knowledge of the Most High. And so everyone's trying to explain what does it mean that Bilam this prophet had knowledge of the Most High. So the Gemara continues to explain, right? What was special about, about Bilam was that he knew when, the exact moment that Hashem was angry. And because he knew that exact moment, that's when he would curse B'nai Israel. So like this whole thing, which I started with, how does Bilam even know to go? And, and if he understands the concept that he cannot curse B'nai Yisrael without Hashem's permission, how could he have even done that? And so the Gemara explains, because he had this knowledge of Most High, because he understood that the best time to curse B'nai Yisrael was when Hashem was mad, Bilam knew that exact moment, and that's where he would curse him. And that's how he thought he could get around it. The Gemara continues and says, and that's what the prophet said to Israel, quoting in, in, in Micha, which is one of the prophets, my nation, remember what Bala, king of Moab, I'll just do it in English, advised and how Bilam, son of Baal, responded from Shittim to Gugal, so that you may know that righteous acts of the Lord. So this is Micha saying a pasuk about referring back to Bilam. So the Gemara asks, what is the meaning? So you know the righteous acts of the Lord. The Holy One said to Israel, know how many acts of kindness I performed on your behalf, that I did not become angry during all the days of Bilam the wicked. And as I had become angry during all those days, no remnant or refuge would have remained among the enemies of Israel. Meaning that, that why didn't this end up working? Because Hashem was righteous, is that he knew that Benishol deserved the curse. Benishol, after all these stories in Bamidbar, the complaining about the man and the Mcheinamaraglim and continue and continue, they deserved this punishment. But Hashem didn't get angry. But that's not the part I want to focus on. What focus on is here is this is what Balaam, Bilam says at the end of, of this whole story. This is what Bilam said to Balak. How can I curse whom God has not cursed? Since God did not become angry, Bilam was able to curse the Jewish people, right? So Bilam realized that even though he had this high knowledge, he did not know that moment when to, to, that Hashem was mad because Hashem didn't get mad. And God, is, but the Pasuk says in Tehillim um, that God is angry every day. So Hashem gets angry every day. That's a whole other conversation. What does it mean God get angry? But here, and how long is the duration of his wrath? It is one moment. As it stated, for his anger endures but a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime, right? So sort of bringing this all together, and I think, you know, this is a lesson for myself as it is for everyone. And going back to this idea of Emet, how is it that God just gets angry for a moment? That these people do, but they show us so many bad things. How is it that God can just be angry at a moment. It, uh, he should be angry. If we, people did what the sort of the types of 
treacherous and terrible acts that Benicio did to Hashem to us, we would be angry for a lifetime. How can we not know this? And the answer is because of emet. Hashem is emet, and Hashem knows the emet. And what's the emet is that there's much more to the story. Aleph to Tet. He knows the whole story. He knows everything. And because he knows everything, he realizes that these acts that B'nai Yisrael do are just mere acts. It doesn't represent them as a whole. It doesn't represent them as a whole as individuals or as a community. And as a result, Hashem doesn't get angry forever. He gets angry for a moment, kiviyach or whatever that means, but he doesn't get angry forever. His and that's, that's the beauty behind Hashem, is that he understands the whole picture. And because he understands the whole picture, he doesn't have that anger. This brings us back to us, right? Why, or brings us back to why does Balak bring him Bilam only to the Kitzah, that he can only see a portion? Balak knows if Bilam sees the entirety of the Jewish people, he's not going to be able to curse them. Benisho is too great of a nation. Benisho is too special of a nation to curse them as a whole. So he tries to go around this and show them just a portion. Maybe he'll bring them to the portion that doesn't act great, that is in a bad position right now. So he brings them only to see a portion, the Sheker, the real Emmet would be seeing all of Benishol and all of its glory and what Hashem has provided with the Mishkan and the Man and everything. How beautiful is this people, Mika Amcha Yisrael. And that's why, and so I think this idea when when, when it comes to us, you know, someone may do a bad act to you. Someone may do something wrong and we get angry. And the truth is we don't know the emet. We don't know the whole thing. If we could look at the person and just see, oh, this was just a small portion of the entirety of the story. Wow. We would, we would not, we would be like Hashem in, in, as Kiryahu in the only way and that we would only get angry for the moment. And I wish everyone to be able to look at their loved ones, to be able to look at their non-loved ones, to their friends, to their quote-unquote enemies, and be able to see the emet in their lives. Shabbat Shalom.